Hello, this is Suzanne. So, I am revamping my podcast for the readings of the Word. And we will be reading through the Bible in a year. I have a plan to go by. Also, I will be reading from the Spiritual Warfare Bible, which is the modern English version. Just so you have an... um, an update on this new year and we're doing new things and trying new things so I hope you enjoy um, how I have restructured the readings of the word and um, hopefully this year I'll be able to get more interviews in and we're planning um you know, more um, sit down and chit chat type podcasts. So I pray you have a blessed day and let's get this done. Hello, my name is Suzanne Urban and I would like to welcome you to um, my podcast, which is Um, pioneering women warriors um, network and in the um, this podcast we're doing reading through the bible in a year Um, I will do interviews with amazing women who have overcome obstacles that you know we wouldn't think that the average person would be able to overcome um Wednesday Cup of Joe. I haven't resumed that yet, but it's coming. And we have Fearless Friday and Thankful Thursdays. So I just pray that this network and this podcast will um, be an encouragement to you to help you grow in the Lord, be encouraged, to walk the walk, to stay the course, and to um, continue looking up from whence our help is coming. So enjoy this podcast, and we will begin after a word from our sponsor. Exodus 50, oh, Genesis 50 through Exodus 2.10. Then Joseph fell on his father's face and wept over him and kissed him. Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. So the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were required for him. For such is the time required for those who are embalmed. Then the Egyptians mourned for him seventy days. When the days of his mourning were past, Joseph spoke to the household of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found favor in your eyes, speak to Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, I am about to die. Bury me in my tomb, which I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. Now therefore, please... Let me go up and bury my father, and then I will return. Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he made you swear to do. 
Joseph went up to bury his father, and all the servants of Pharaoh went up with him too. The elders of his household and all the elders of the land of Egypt, all the house of Joseph and his brothers and his father's household, they left only their little ones and their flocks and their herds in the land of Goshen. Both the chariots and the horsemen also went up with him. It was a great, very great company. When they came to the threshing floor of Atad, Atad, which is beyond the Jordan, they mourned with a great and very sorrowful lamentation. He observed seven days of mourning for his father. When the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning of the threshing of the floor of Atad, they said, This is a grievous mourning for the Egyptians. Therefore, the place was called Abel Mizram, which is beyond the Jordan. So his sons did with him, just as he had commanded them. For his sons carried him into the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah, near Mamre, which Abraham bought with the field as a burial site from Ephron, the Hittite. After he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, he and his brothers, and all who went up with him to bury his father. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, Perhaps Joseph will hate us and will certainly pay us back for all the wrong we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph saying, Your father gave this command before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you, forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the transgressions of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face and said, We are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid. For I am in, for I am in the place of God. For am I in the place of God? But as for you, you intended harm to harm me, but God intended it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many lives. So now do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. So be comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph stayed in Egypt, he and his father's household, and Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph saw Ephraim's children to the third generation, also the children of Machir and the son of Manasseh, were brought up on Joseph's knees. Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die. God will surely come to you and bring you out of this land, to the land of which he swore to Abraham, 
to Isaac and to Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died at the age of 110 years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Exodus 1. Now these are the names of the sons of Israel, which came into Egypt. Each man in his household came with Jacob, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. All the people who came from the seed of Jacob were 70 people, but Joseph was in Egypt already. Joseph died, and as did all his brothers and all that generation. Nevertheless, the sons of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and became exceedingly mighty so that the land was filled with, filled with them. Now there rose up a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. He said to his people, Surely the people of the sons of Israel are more numerous and powerful than we. Come, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and it come to pass that when any war breaks out, they also join our enemies, the fight against us, and escape from the land. Therefore, they set taskmaster, taskmasters, masters, over them to afflict them with their labor. They built for Pharaoh storage cities, Pithom and Ramesses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew, so that as a result they abhorred the sons of Israel. The Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard service in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field all their service in which they made them serve was with rigor the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives of which the name of one was Shifra and the name of the other Pua and he said when you perform the office of the midwife to the Hebrew women and see them on the stools. If it is a son, then you must kill him. But if it is a daughter, then you must, then she may live. However, the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but kept the male children alive. The king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and preserved the male children's lives. The midwife said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwives come to them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. So it happened that because the midwives feared God, he gave them families. 
Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, You must cast every son that is born into the river, and you must preserve every daughter's life. Now a man of the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw him, that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. When she could no longer hide him, she took for him a container made of bulrushes and daubed it with tar and with pitch. She then put the child in it and set it in the reeds in the river's bank. Then his sister stood afar off so that she might know what would happen to him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river while her maidens walked along by the river's side. And when she saw the container among the reeds, she sent her maid and she retrieved it. When she opened it, she saw the child. He was crying. She had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call for you a nursing woman of the Hebrew women, so that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the young girl went and called the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. Now the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses and said, Because I drew him out of the water. Sixteen, thirteen through seventeen, nine. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, "Who do men say that I say that I, the Son of Man, am?" They said, "Some say that you are John the Baptist; others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets." He said to them, "But who do you say that I am?" Simon Peter replied. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples to tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that He must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, 
and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. Then Peter took him and began rebuking him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things that are of God, but those that are of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever shall save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the world, whole world and loses his own soul? For what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay every man according to his works. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and brought them up to a high mountain alone and was transfigured before them. His face shone as the sun, and his garments became white as the light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us take three tabernacles here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice came from the cloud, said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were filled with awe. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Rise, and do not be afraid. When they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. As they came down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Spiritual Warfare Basics by John Eckert Prayers That Route Demons The Keys of the Kingdom We have given the keys of the kingdom. We have been given the keys to, of the kingdom. Matthew sixteen nineteen. This gives us the authority to bind and loose. To bind means to restrict, stop, hinder, fetter, check, hold back, arrest, or put a stop to. To loose means to untie, unbind, unlock, liberate, release, forgive, or free. Keys represent the authority to lock, bind, or unlock loose. Prayer and confession are two of the ways we use this authority. We combine the works of darkness 
which includes sickness, disease, hurt, witchcraft, poverty, death, destruction, confusion, defeat, and discouragement. We can loose ourselves and others from the works of darkness. This will result in greater liberty and prosperity. Binding and loosing will help us in the area of deliverance. We can loose ourselves from many things by using our authority. We can loose ourselves by praying these prayers. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. He came that we might have life in abundance. Psalm 21 The king will rejoice in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation. How greatly will he rejoice! You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips, Selah. For you meet him with the blessing of goodness. You set a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked life of you, and you gave it him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great in your salvation. Honor and majesty you set on him. For you place blessings on him forever. You make him rejoice with gladness, with your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord and in the loving kindness of the Most High. He will not be moved. Your hand will find out all your enemies. Your right hand will find out those who hate you. You will make them as a fiery oven in the time of your appearance. The Lord will swallow them up in his wrath, and fire will devour them. You will destroy their offspring from the earth and their descendants from among the children of men. For they intended evil against you. They devised evil thoughts. They will not be able to accomplish. For you will make them turn their back when you aim with your bowstrings against their face. Be exalted, Lord, by your strength. May we sing and make music to your might. Proverbs 5, 1-6 My son, attend to my wisdom and bow your ear to my understanding that you may regard discretion and that your lips may keep knowledge for the lips of the immoral woman drip as a honeycomb and her mouth is smoother than oil but her end is bitter as wormwood sharp as a two-edged sword her feet go down to death her steps take hold of sheol she does not ponder the path of life her ways are unstable and she does not know it I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to Pioneering Women Warrior Network. I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. Until the next time, which is usually the next day, um, that I'm on the air. And we love you in the Lord.